0: Hello and welcome to the European Patients Podcast, representing the voice of patients in Europe. This podcast is brought to you by the European Patients Forum, the leading voice of patient organizations on the continent. My name is Chiara, I'm the Communications Officer for EPF and your host on today's pod. For first-time listeners, I kindly ask you to hit the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with the most relevant and important stories, issues and events surrounding patient-centered healthcare within Europe. 28 February is Rare Diseases Day. Launched in 2008 by Eurodis, Rare Diseases Europe, this day is the perfect occasion to reflect and raise awareness on rare diseases and their impact on patients' lives. There are over 300 million people worldwide living with a rare disease. 72% of rare diseases are genetic, and of these genetic diseases, 70% start in childhood. There is no cure for most of these disorders, and few treatments are available for those who are affected. Erodys works towards more equitable access to diagnosis, treatment, care, and social opportunity. The key message for Rare Diseases Day 2022 is share your colors, and today we asked Anna Cole, Public Health Policy Director at Erodys, to explain more about it. Anna Cole is a public health professional with more than a decade of experience in the field of rare diseases. She has been working with Aurora since 2009 and currently leads the Rare 2030 Project, a two-year foresight study using a participatory approach to propose policy recommendations in the field of rare diseases for the upcoming decades. Hello, Anna. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Great. Um, So I have a few questions for you. And uh, I will start by asking you uh, if you can tell us a bit more about Rare Diseases Day 2022 and why is it so important for the public to know about it?
1: Sure. Well, um, as many of you may know, um, rare diseases are individually rare. There's 6,000 of them, but they're very heterogeneous, each one having their their own challenges, um, both clinical, social um, and, and others. Um, And they're not very well known, but what brings them together uh, is the fact that those who are living with them struggle with with similar challenges. That is that they have difficulties getting diagnosed. There's not treatments for most of them. The experts around these rare diseases are quite um, rare and scattered as well. And so ultimately people all have common experiences with feeling uh, isolation and, and difficulties being integrated into society. So that really requires coordination across Europe, um, across the globe, really, across countries to, to make any sort of meaningful change. So for that reason, patient advocates are really a huge uh, stakeholder in, in making anything happen, because until now and still yet um, is the case in a lot of countries, it's not really recognized as a, as a public health priority or as a, a really priority problem. So, patient advocates play a huge role in in making sure that that's the case. And Rare disease Day, of course, is a huge awareness raising um, opportunity and a wonderful opportunity to bring all of these individuals together and make them uh, feel as though they are part of a, a group to find a home, but of course, let other people know other stakeholders and other people in their community know um, what it is that they're they're living with. Thank you very much
0: for. Your answer. Um, the theme for Rare Diseases Day this year is uh, show your colors. Can you uh, tell us a bit more about that?
1: So the the motto or the theme share your colors is really emblematic of what I just um, explained in the sense that um, the, the celebration of, of rare diseases on the 28th is an opportunity to bring people who um, quite often live very isolated um, lives or feel very alone in their challenges because what they're living with is so rare. But by showing your colors, um, people are really telling their stories and being able to identify with others um, who experience similar challenges. So by being able to do that, they may feel a bit less isolated, a bit less misunderstood, Uh, and really start to gain a bit of hope um, that there there may be common solutions- to what it is that they're they're struggling with.
0: That's great. So um, since its creation in uh, 2008, Rare Diseases Day um, has grown a lot- and there are now more than 100 countries involved. So um, one of the most notable initiatives in the last few years- has been uh, uh, the lighting up of buildings across the globe, including the Colosseum, the Empire State Building. So um, which initiatives are being planned for this year?
1: So this year there will uh, also be hundreds of of buildings that will be lit up across the globe and across the the capitals of the world. Um, But I think what's also very nice to highlight this year is the lighting up of uh, lights in people's homes. So really making it um, an opportunity for anyone to be able to participate. And if you join the Rare Disease website, there's of course a number of tools available for participation of all kinds, um, but that includes a toolkit around the, the global chain of lights where everyone is invited to light up the four colors of the campaign in their home around 7 p.m. on that day. And um, in that sense, really letting those around them become curious as to what this might be, ask questions. Um, or identify others who, who are also um, part of the campaign and, and possibly living with a rare disease or, or caring for somebody in, in their family that has one.
0: I'm very impressed every year by the uh, personal stories that um, are being shared on Rare Diseases Day every year. And of course, they're all very important, but is there one or more than one that have impacted you
1: and you would like to share with us? Um, well, there's, yeah, uh, you, as you can imagine, an extremely difficult exercise in, in trying to highlight the, all of the wonderful stories, heartfelt um, and and touching stories that are shared authentically on, on online. This year, there are 16 um, heroes and there are stories that are particularly highlighted. And of course, they're very carefully chosen to be able to represent countries, regions of the world ages, um, diseases, really trying to make it, everyone feel as though their story is somehow represented um, through those 16. And um, I think there are a number of stories that are that are shared through an advocacy part of the campaign that I can tell you a bit more about. And those four stories were an attempt really to demonstrate how some of the policies that are out there today actually uh, help individuals um, in their everyday lives. Some of them described delays in diagnosis, others describe having to move homes um, in order to find specialists or adapted schools. Some tell amazing stories about families who manage to get treatments to the market essentially you know out of their own. drive and others around some of the challenges and successes that they have in being able to have their disabilities recognized so that they can live um, um, their fullest lives. So so some of the stories um, that come to mind um, that really touch me and that really demonstrate and illustrate and give people hope as to why such a awareness raising campaign can in, in the end bring positive change. Thank you for sharing this.
0: Um, you already mentioned the laden up of houses uh, on the 28th of um, February, but what else can people do to get involved with World Diseases Day 2022?
1: So, yes, um, on the website, there are a, a number of tools there, um, and they cover the a, a number of ways that you can get involved, including finding the events that are being organized across the world and, of course, participating in any of those um, events. There are all types, including webinars and fundraisers, sports events, really all types um, of things happening that you can find and participate in. You can register your own event, of course, if you're organizing something uh, local, regional, national, whatever it might be. You can share your story, of course, and join um, all of the stories that we just described together. You can find the the toolkit for the the lighting of houses. And then, of course, you have um, a number of printed materials that can be distributed um, as well. And in in a number of ways, demonstrate to those around you um, and draw attention to the fact that on the 28th, we we celebrate all of the um, opportunities we have in in improving lives for people living with a rare disease. And then the other piece um, that you can participate in. So, rare disease day can also be an, an advocacy um, opportunity. So, as I mentioned, sometimes we have webinars and fundraisers, but sometimes we're drawing attention <clears throat> um, of of rare diseases to policymakers. And in particularly um, speaking in Europe this year, we have a campaign um, of the 30 million reasons campaign advocating for a European action plan. So it's been 10 years now since we've had a wonderful um, strategic framework for rare diseases that's brought about a lot of very uh, important progress, including um, European reference networks and the identification of centers of uh, expertise across Europe a number of legislations around uh, access to treatments and what we would really like to see is for that strategic framework to be updated since we have so much wonderful scientific progress since then um, and that it be a bit more uh, coordinated uh, across all of the areas of of, uh, activity. So for anyone who's interested in, in helping draw attention to that campaign we have a number of materials available as well that can help you understand a bit better the progress that's been made, the gaps that still exist, and how you can highlight to your policymakers why supporting such a European action plan uh, can improve policy and therefore um, the lives of people living with rare diseases in the next coming decades.
0: Thank you again to Anna Cole for joining us today and for giving us such great insight on Rare Disease Day 2022. We in EPF are very happy of having Eurodis among our members, and we proudly support this event every year. If you want to get more information on Rare Disease Day, I encourage you to check their website at rarediseasday.org and to follow with the hashtag Rare Disease Day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more content. You can also have a look at the Aurodis website at eurodis.org to find out more about their initiatives. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of the EU Patients Podcast. We are EPF, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe, with 77 members across the continent. You can stay up to date on all EPF news by following us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn, or by visiting our website at eupatient.eu. We'll see you next time on the pod. Stay safe.